definitely human. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The residential areas of the Marina District are a special source of satisfaction to Fortuna, housing many luminaries from the spheres of business and culture. Here you can find world-famous singers such as Lynette Griffey and Devolia Blair, the head of the Temple of Magnificent Plenty. As our heroes explore the unexpectedly abandoned house they find themselves in, who knows what secrets they will uncover about the great and affluent circles of our society. Pragmatism. Recruitment. Pax Fortuna. Without conscience, part three. Both sounds of me and Joni are fighting over yeah, the ladder. I feel okay. like Luca is really going for it, but I might claw him back. No, me. I don't, I don't think I can overpower Luca, so I'm going to try to go into the study instead. And while they're fighting, I'm actually going to scrabble up the ladder. Okay. Because I'm like short, so I feel like I could probably be sneaky like that. Well, if Theobald's going to the study, the study is quite small, richly carpeted, and it was taken care of at one time, but it's quite dusty now. It has a single desk and chair and some notepaper on top of the desk and uh, a pile of books next to the papers. You can see some manila folders. So I'm stalking around axe in hand like The Shining, right? But I'll take a look at the papers on the desk and see if they can give me any insight. The folders say on the front, the Fletcher Shipping Company. Mm-hmm. And inside you can see there are various inventories, invoices, that kind of thing, financial records. They are, you notice, dated a very long time ago though like how many years ago between 50 and 60 years ago and it doesn't look like this place has been touched in like 50 or 60 years this particular room but the door was open but the door was open and the other three doors were closed the other three doors are closed yes curious Mm. 
I'm going to go back out where I, I don't know if Joni and Luca are still kind of scrambling yeah. across each other and say, well, the thief's not in the study. I can attest to that. Almira is already up the ladder and is poking her head up to the attic. You can see it is not more dusty here than it is the rest of the house. And there are various boxes around. You do see to the side a large chest which is open. I love chests. Inside is fairly soft velvet. Mm. It is empty. Mm. On the front of the chest is a brass inscription, though, and you can see it reads, For my darling daughter, to look after you when I'm away. Happy birthday. Okay. And once again, there does not seem to be any evidence of recent human activity here. Please make an intelligence check as you look around. I have plus three on intelligence. 15. You notice, as you're looking around, that there are odd footsteps that lead away from the chest. But not uh, recent. In the dust. You can't tell. They look like footsteps, at least they have a kind of pattern of them, but they don't seem like human feet. How big are they? They're maybe the size of your feet. The footsteps themselves are round. Like a hoof kind of shape? They are in fact circular. Like a walking table. <laughs> yes. Yes, but what better to care for your daughter? <laughs> <laughs> the footsteps are a lot larger in diameter than a table leg. I'm going to follow the trail. The trail only leads down to where the ladder is. Okay. From the chest or towards the chest. Uh, I think I'm going to go back down the ladder then. Those of you at the bottom of the ladder, could you please make a perception check? 14. 14. 18. Okay, even though you have been scrabbling, Joni and Luca, you are yet able to discern that there seems to be some noise coming from behind uh, the bedroom nearest you, uh, <gasps> like something at the door. In fact, you can hear the door handle start to squeak open. I raise my axe. I get my chef's knife out. I'll get my perfume out. Amira, as you get to the bottom of the ladder, the door swings open and the hooded figure runs towards you, Luca, and smacks you across the stomach <gasps> with a pillow. <gasps> oh. <laughs> That's and he emotions. hits you again. <gasps> I'm going to just lash out the pillow with my knife. Okay. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Please roll initiative. Nine. Eighteen. Ten. Twenty. Pillow fight. <laughs> <laughs> Luca, you got twenty. What do you want to do? You have to act before anyone else. Just still recovering from the rat situation. A little bit creeped out by the hooded figure. So I'm just going to take a wild swipe at the pillow. Okay. You slice a hole into a pillow and some nice feathers come out. Big fluffy feathers. Theobald. I raise my axe and I say, Surrender, foul thief! And we may show mercy upon you. The figure looks up and goes, ah, and drops the pillow. Okay, I, I'm going to see if I can lower its hood. You grab it by the hood and whip it off. And you can see, this figure is about three feet tall. It has button eyes, literally button eyes, and a beige velvety muzzle. Uh, it is a stuffed bear. Oh, it's the blue bear from the painting. Paws are clearly dirty and damp from the street. His blue woolen fur is now matted and scratchy. Okay, I start screaming. I <laughs> 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 try to hack at it with my axe. Are you going to hack at it with your axe? Well, um, no. <laughs> but I'm going to come real close to it. I like take a step back and, and like really raise my axe and be like, oh, what foul magic is this? Looking at you, the bear also starts screaming. <laughs> <laughs> 
You want earth do you think you are coming in here with your little button eyes and your your fucking face <laughs> taking all the money and running around making us stick on sticky stuff he's eating some terrible fruit paste that could do god it's doing untold damage to his bowels i've i've stood behind him far too long i just i don't know who you are but i don't like you and i think it's time you stopped would you stop just stop being so naughty. The bear's head hangs forlornly. It says, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt anyone. Well, you should be sorry because a few of us have entailed minor injuries on this quest. He's got a poorly nose. He's got a scratch bottom. She's lost a pair of shoes. He I covers have, his I, eyes. I have oh, lost no. like half of my really expensive perfume for nothing. The bear cannot weep, but it seems to sob. Yeah, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'd like to grab the bear and say, where are the coins? Give us the gold. Give me the gold. Give me the gold. He doesn't resist your shaking. Mm-hmm. And he says, I, I took them into the, the room. I'm, I'm sorry. Which room? Which room? The room here. He leads you into the bedroom. Smells musty and sweet like rotting flowers. There's a large four-poster bed veiled in delicate lace. The dresser in the corner is messy. There's a tray of teacups on the floor by the bed. In the bed, you can see a woman. She's old. Her hair is entirely white now. And you know immediately that she's dead. Her eyes are fully sunken into her sockets. Her sheet white skin is stretched tightly over her skull. She's tucked in still under a blanket, appears to be wearing very fine silk pajamas. This is the daughter. Yeah, I think this must yeah. be the, the daughter with the teddy bear in the painting. She's got exceptional taste, even in death. <laughs> <laughs> the bear introduces himself as Bram. He says, I was supposed to take care of her, but she won't wake up. He starts pawing at her body. Well, she's dead, honey. There, there, Bram. <laughs> there, there, Bram. Now, you know, gold coins will do her no good, <laughs> but they can do wonderful things for the living. Uh, uh, it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> But money is not for her. It's for Mr. Penny. He said he could cure her. (gasps) Oh, my God. I just need to get enough. This Mr. Penny sounds like a necromancer practicing the foulest and most forbidden arts. Or he may just be a charlatan. Yeah, he sounds like a naughty boy to me. Where's the gold, sweetie? Well, looking around, you can see that it is in a corner of a room next to the bay windows. There's quite a lot of it. More than was just stolen from you. This <gasps> must have been a few days haul. There's your money box, Almira, your purse, Joni, and your thinner wallet, Theobald. And there's an assortment of jewelry and wallets mm. there as well. We're rich! We're rich! I immediately run over and just I'm stuffing gold coins in my apron. We will have to alert the authorities, of course. Uh, yes, that's that's what I will do. I will take this to the authorities straight away, post-haste. The bear pours at your apron and says, no, no, we, we need it to, to help. I put a warding hand on the bear's face <laughs> and I say, you poor lost soul, it must be agony for you to be encased in this stuffing and buttoned body. Would you like me to release you? And I raise my axe. <laughs> he looks up, terrified. Father, put your axe down. This is no life worth living, surely. Put your axe down. Bram runs over to you, Elmira, and like huddles behind you, shaking in fear. <laughs> Bram, you don't have to worry. I can see that you have been doing your utmost best to take care of this poor woman. Can I just ask, Bram, um, is it you that's been buying all this food and then just letting it go to waste? He looks over to you, Joni, and says, it's for Vanna. She must eat to get better. Is anyone, you're the father. Are you going to break it to him? <laughs> She's fucking dead. <laughs> He appears to not understand, really. As Joni so indelicately put it, little bear, your charge, she has passed. But 
she'll get better. She is with the gods now. She is better. So I've briefly stopped shoving gold and jewels into my apron, <laughs> and I turn around and I'll say to Bram, her life is over, Bram, but yours, a new life is just beginning. No, your journey is also at an end. <laughs> <laughs> Bram, you clearly have very light fingers and you're very brave. I think you could help me raise the money I need to open my restaurant and then you can work as a pot washer. Wash pots? Yes, 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 you'll pick it up. It's very easy, very easy. But first of all, you help me get the money first. The money first and then the pots later. No, I have to bring the money to Mr. Penny. We're supposed to meet later tonight and I'm bringing him the money and then he'll help cure her. Bram, how did you come to meet this Mr. Penny? He approached me. I was in the garden and he saw and he came and, and we spoke. And what does he claim to be able to do exactly? He will make her better. He said she's very ill and he will cure her. I think we need a word with this Mr. Penny. And also yes. I want to find out who has the deeds to this house because honestly, the place I'm living in, it's only one story and I could really do with two more. And perhaps this Mr. Penny, he would like to invest his money in a restaurant. <laughs> I think we need to get to the bottom of this. So can you remind us again where we need to meet this Mr. Penny this evening? He is at the warehouse in Nuthook. Ah, mm. oh, I know it well. Yeah. Love warehouses. Smell and feel of industry so exciting. Well, I think we I think we clearly need to go. Uh, but there are many warehouses in Nuthook. Can you just uh, narrow it down for us? Or perhaps you can lead us there. Well, I have to take the money there. You may come if you wish, but please do not stop me. You're a small bear. You cannot carry all this money. We'll help him. We'll help you. I can help by reclaiming my purse. It's, it looks like someone has transferred some of my gold into the other purses and into your money box, Almira. So I can actually just uh, make myself good again. And 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 there we are. Father Brandlebury, get your hands off of my money box. Bram takes as much gold as he can in a large pillowcase, and he leaves. You walk through. The city, it's going to take a while, but the carnival is in full swing now, and Bram is sure to take the back streets so that he can avoid the worst of the crowds. You can still hear the toots of trumpets over the air, though, and the sounds of fire blowers. But it's not too long, relatively, before you reach a large warehouse in Nuthook. It's a very plain building. There's not much on the outside. The front door is locked and it's set into a much larger gate that would probably be used for carriages. Bram walks up to the front door and produces a key, unlocks it, and looks behind to see that you are following and, and walks through. I know this area well. This is where my my Johnny used to work just next door. Have you seen this Mr. Penny before? Did you get a good look at him? Did he look like a, a dangerous man? He's not dangerous. He's a kind man. You have dubious judgment, my darling. <laughs> <laughs> As you walk into the warehouse, it is actually busier inside than you'd expected from the outside. There are large wooden crates throughout that you can see a few men moving. They're laying them on pallets and then those pallets are being moved on wheels out towards the back of warehouse. You can see they all say flammable. It is so exciting to be within one of our great monuments to commerce. However, Father, I do think I should just uh, remind you to use some caution with your um, hands in here. Yes, yes. Point very well taken, Almira, dear. As you look around, you can see above you there is a metal walkway, a kind of balcony that goes around the edge of the top of the warehouse, and a light coming from a window up there looks mm. to be some kind of offices. And then you can see a face at the window 
looking around to check that everything's okay. A man with pomaded hair and an overambitious moustache <laughs> looks down and catches sight of you. The man steps out of the office onto the metal balcony and shouts down at you. Who are you? Who the hell are you? I'm Mr. Penny, and this is my warehouse. Wow. Bram, is that you down there? The bear is now looking up at him. He's got his hands full of florins and wallets and says, I, I brought you I brought you the money. My name is Father Theobald Brandebury, and I am here to talk to you about your bear. I'm Joni Formentelli, and I'm here to talk to you about um yeah, the bear, sure, and the, the gold and the deeds to that beautiful house that you've just let go into disrepair. And also we could talk about your warehouse and, <laughs> and the potential that you're just laying away. Yes, uh, my, my name is Luca, and I... For you, sir, a man of refinements and taste, I have an incredible opportunity for you to get into the restaurant business. Okay. The man seems to expect you to speak, Elmira. <laughs> uh, then seeing that you're not, he says, is that my gold you have in your hands? Well, what makes it yours? We're the ones holding it. And more importantly, sir, I actually really do believe that it is probably the property of the fine citizens of this town and not, in fact, your property. And I feel quite upset at this violation of the foundation of our laws and orders that, that allow just wonderful industry to thrive. I, I'm quite upset. I'm quite upset, sir. I have to say I'm quite upset. <laughs> okay. Uh, Indeed, it is the church's money and the church represents all of the good citizens of Fortuna. Yeah, yeah, some of it was mine as well, yeah, yes. I, well, I'm one of those Mr. Penny sneers at you and says, it's in my warehouse, so now it's my money. <laughs> that is not how the law works, sir. This guy. He says, it's my land here that you're on. Now drop the cash and kindly leave. He calls out to the back, guards! And you can see two heavy set men come trundling up. Now see here, I am a representative of the Church of Fortuna. You would not dare to lay a finger upon a man in the cloth. He laughs very loudly. <laughs> he said, it would be a pleasure. He points to the guards and says, you two, take their money, my money, and from the bear, and then kick them out. Mm. Please roll initiative. 12. 10. 15. 1. The guards pull out what looked like truncheons. They uh, stand between you and this metal staircase, and they are advancing. Joni. What would you like to do? Okay, I would like to tell them to not touch what they can't afford and <laughs> to put down those truncheons and ask them if they eat their mother's food with those hands. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please roll bossiness at advantage. 14. Just my hand on the left. And the man on the right. The man uh, on your right falters a little. You can't quite believe that you're not intimidated by them walking towards you with truncheons. Uh, but then he kind of shakes his head and continues advancing. The man to your left uh, looks fully spooked. I think it was the mention of his mother. Um, he says, do you know my mother? Yes, sweetie. It's um, Susanna Patuli. And she'll be very ashamed to know what you're doing. I don't think she gave you that truncheon. But, but... No excuses. You, no, no. Stop, yeah. stop. Enough. We've had enough from you. She told me to get a job. <laughs> she, did, she did not tell you to become a crook. I'm not. I'm a security guard. Oh, you're some kind of heavy. I don't like it. <laughs> he says, well, 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 I don't like it either. Well, you could do so much better. You, I remember you from just when you were a little boy. You, you had so much smarts. And look at you now. Look what you're wearing. He drops the truncheon 
I don't like what I'm wearing. <laughs> You're right. I was supposed to be an accountant. Mr. Penny is aghast at this exchange <laughs> and says, What are you talking about? Oh, shut up. Vert, God to your left, turns and says, I won't have it, Mr. Penny. I won't have it anymore. I'm a man. I won't be treated like this. You do not see him again. For remaining guard, flustered, suddenly alone, mm -hmm. but with a truncheon. That's where he draws his confidence. So, Luca... I pull out my knife and I say, Ha-ha, you've brought a truncheon to a knife fight. <laughs> and you should know, maybe you've not heard of my people, because I am Luca from the town of Tuca, and you can no more take a Tuca man's gold than you can take the stars from the sky. Brill, would you like to hit him? I'm kind of hoping he's not going to come any further, really. Okay, well, in that case, roll uh, an intimidate check. Out of advantage, because he now is alone and you've pulled a knife, which <laughs> he's just a warehouse security guard. This is not really what he's up here for. Nine. Nine? Mm. Oh, it's a good speech, Luca. He looks at you a little uh, askance and, and says, you don't have the stones to use that. Uh, yes, C come over here and find out. <laughs> He's coming. Okay, I'm kind of like edging <laughs> behind Joni now. Theobald, you're up. I'm looking very, very impressed at what Joni's just done. Such forceful browbeating. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed. Have you, have you considered a career in the church? <laughs> <laughs> the God is advancing on you, Theobald. Well, he's advancing on Luca but you're in the same vicinity. You'll be in arm's reach too. Now, now listen here. I turn to the security guard and they say, it's clear that your your superior is not treating your colleagues very kindly. Are you sure that you want to, to go through with this? He says, can you give me a better deal? I, I need the money. I am pleased to uh, report that my business is in fact booming at this present time and I would be delighted to hire you as a guard, sir. And I do have persuasion, so. Well, wrong persuasion so. check at advantage. 13. Okay, we'll say 10 gold pieces. If you help us in this fight, sir, I will give you 12 gold pieces. <sighs> Here she is with the generosity. Uh, sold. <laughs> he turns around. Mr. Penny was aghast. He's now livid. <laughs> he quickly goes into the office and then you see him emerge again, carrying something under his arm. He lights something from up there and then fizzing towards you comes a firework. It actually whizzes past you, Joni, and explodes behind you. You can feel the heat on your cheek from where it passed just past your face. Oh, my beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> I say, everyone stand back. We dwarves are blessed with an immunity to fire. He seems to be lighting another one. Joni, it's your turn. Okay, I'm going to get a couple of fireworks. Okay, I mean, the, the crates, um, they are not nailed shut, mm -hmm. so you can just take off a lid Great. and pull out a few rockets. Great. Uh, looking at them, they appear to be scrolls, what might be magic scrolls, tied around with a stick coming out the end. Father, <laughs> Father Theobald, could we please use um, your beautiful, fingery, fiery things and light a couple of these up at this asshole up there? <laughs> <laughs> with pleasure, Joni. And I strike a dramatic pose. Okay. So Luca, Joni's got a, an armful of of fireworks, mm -hmm. what would you like to do? I'm gonna um, protect Bram. I'm gonna help move him closer to the door. And to help move, I'm also gonna take the sack of gold off his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he thinks that you're taking off a sack of gold to bring it to Mr. Penny. He still doesn't get what's going on. And he says, thank you, thank you. Everything will be okay. Oh. Mr. Penny will heal her. Oh, it was, everything will be okay, Bram. Yes, everything will be okay, yes. <laughs> 
It's a fireworks Kibold, it's your turn. Joni has fireworks ready for you to light. Right, okay. I'm going to rub my hands together and yep. see if I can get a fire going. Come on, Padre. 14. A simple act. You've done it before <laughs> so many times. Behold! Fire blooms from your hands. And Joni, as you light the stick off of it, the firework hangs in midair and then fires off towards Mr. Penny. Uh, please roll to hit. 15. The firework whistles up and strikes Mr. Penny in the chest. Yes. Uh, please roll d4. Two. Okay, uh, Mr. Penny clutches his stomach where it hit. The firework has not exploded. It mm. drops to the floor and then goes off Ooh. in a massive shower of sparks. <laughs> you see next to uh, this shower, one of the craters slightly smoking a little, oh. as if an ember might have got in. Mr. Penny, seeing that the tide is turning against him and his guard has betrayed him, he turns tail and <laughs> runs. He says, you'll pay for this, Bram. You'll pay for this. He runs towards the back and you can hear him saying, I'm going to get her, Bram, and then you'll see. Well, it seems as if this Mr. Penny might be some sort of foul necromancer after all. If that's the case, then he must be stopped. After him, I say. Yeah, um, we got to pay off this guy. What, he looks like a, a Braden or something. Um, what do you want? Like six, six gold coins? I, I think it was five. I think oh, it was five. five. I mean, I will give you four. I believe it was ten. Your rewards will be limitless in the afterlife, Braden. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah listen lim- to him. But for now, ten. Well, you're going to be entering into my employ, are you not? Your employ, I suppose. Yes, yes, that's right. Well, wonderful. So then we will arrange a contract, have it drawn up. But I can assure you, I am a woman of my word. And I give him like a, my card. Okay, that cool. has my address on it. He inspects it and then pockets it. I will see you. Tomorrow? I look forward to it, sir. And don't forget those wages come with a 10% tithe to the church, of course. They absolutely do not, and sir. included in the contract, It was not. We have not even signed a contract yet, and it certainly will not include a tithe to the church. He thanks you profusely and says, I will be on my way. And then he saunters out of the warehouse, whistling. I, I, I sadly think Miss Valerie, she cannot be helped, so... Bram, I mean, think about it. You come with me, and together we will pursue a new dream of opening up a nice little restaurant on the marina front. What do you say, Bram? Yes, very good. Come on this way. He is a little confused and just follows you. You seem to be, like, dragging him somewhere. Come on, Bram. Come on, this way. He's trundling along on his little paws. I, I've got to go back to the house. I just have this weird feeling that I recognize that ancient, decrepit, decomposing lady in the bed. <laughs> she looked a lot like my sister, Vicky, and I just got to check out that it wasn't Vicky because she had a big house as well. And if it was her, I just want to, you know, see if she might have left it to her nicer sister, Joni, Joni Foreman. Sally. And indeed, I saw in the study that this this woman was uh, deeply religious, and she may have left some papers which actually gave the house over to to the church. Uh, yeah. So I'd, I'd, I'd need to inspect those papers more closely and see what her bequeathal really was. It was probably to her sister. And more importantly, we have a charlatan to stop. This is an outrage, and we absolutely must deal with it in the proper way. So I think we should go and make sure that he's not doing anything to the evidence in the house. Okay, I mean he's got a five minute head start on you now. Oh. And oh. you can see that smoking crate. You can see the lick of flames coming out between the slats of wood. And off we go. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go faster, Brian. Let's go faster. Okay. We're not going to let the warehouse blow up with all the workers inside, are we? Yes. No. <laughs> no, we're not. Father. 
Okay, well, maybe we can just sound a warning. Hey, you guys. Yes, what you working? Stop it. It's going to blow up. You heard me. Get out. A few of them look over, notice the smoke <laughs> ascending from the crate. They look at each other and they book it. They okay. run, shouting, fire, fire. Uh, you flee the site of an impending disaster out onto the street. Behind you, an almighty crack sounds through the air, which you surmise might be the roof of a warehouse collapsing. Uh, Multicoloured light blossoming from the top of it into the sky. Some of it in various animal shapes, Ooh. some of it just in the shapes of flowers. Wow. It's a visual cacophony of light and colour and shapes. Mm. Very nice, very nice. Very Ooh, good. Very good. Uh -huh. <laughs> Bram is uh, running as fast as he can. He doesn't really understand what's going on, but he knows that you're going back to the house and he, he seems quite keen to get back to somewhere familiar. And you're all jangling your coins as you go, <laughs> making quite a racket. You continue along back streets the sounds of the carnival are louder than they were it's quite late at night now you can see in the distance some pillars of light that seem to rise up into the sky mm. or you hear maybe in the distance an almighty roar you're not sure what that is it might be just another part of the carnival oh god i hope it's not a portal to the afterlife <laughs> It's just, my heart breaks to think of this whole warehouse blowing up, possibly warehouses around it, you know? But maybe the town can gather around it. Mm -hmm. That's true. And it's good for, it's like and forest, they can right? It. It's good for yeah. the fire. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it cleans out the yeah. old warehouses. Sunrise, sunset. You have a circle of warehouses. Our heroes stride for cobbled streets, silhouetted in multicoloured light, and as thousands of florins worth of fireworks burst into the night sky, Fortuna's carnival is deprived of its spectacular finale. But while the warehouse foreman flees the site, now the majestic dance of bureaucracy begins. The foreman tells the event supervisor of the disaster, who informs her line manager at Fortuna's board of events and entertainment, who form an emergency plenary council, tabling, debating, and passing a motion to replace the fireworks using the crisis budget, they commission and pay the wizards of the Newbick Hall University Amateur Dramatic Society to stage a light show in Dewberry, all within 30 minutes, and with only the loss of one council clerk. You've been listening to Swifter is the Action Without Conscience, written by Maximilian John and produced and edited by David Knight, Tom Dalling and Maximilian John, with music by Jonathan Day, starring Giorgio Mariani as Father Theobald Brandlebury, Eleanor Kohler as Almira Q. Appleby, David Price as Luca from Tuca, and Jade Fitton as Joni Formantelli. I am Maximilian John, Game Master. You can follow us on Twitter at Visit Fortuna. If you are enjoying the show, you can listen to the whole 26-episode series right now, available on our Patreon to $5 subscribers. That's patreon.com forward slash definitely human. Pax Fortuna is a definitely human production. 
turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.